0: Welcome to the Straight Out of Home Video podcast, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. Today we're talking about 101 Dalmatians 2, Patch's London Adventure. I'm Candace, and with me are my two waffle friends, Hope. Hey, Hope. Hello. And Mac. Hey, Mac. Hey, everyone. Okay, so this movie came out in 2003, and it is obviously a sequel to 101 Dalmatians. Were you guys fans of the OG 101? Yes,
1: absolutely. I had that movie on all the time as a kid. I loved it. And not only that, but I read the book, actually. The book and the sequel, uh, which I think was called, what, The Starlight Twilight? Bark? Twilight Star- Bark. Something. Like-
0: or is it Starlight Bark? I think it else. was Starlight. Oh. It was like
1: a play on Twilight, um, The Twilight Bark. And uh, it's a very different type of book. But, yes, I absolutely loved the first one. Uh, this was the first time I've actually ever seen the sequ- like the direct 101 Dalmatian sequel not counting obviously 102
0: <laughs> yeah because there's also the live action one too yes. the live action yep. with Glenn Close and that actually got a sequel too
1: yes mm-hmm. both really good movies
2: <laughs> Hope were you a fan I realized Legend? watching this today because like one of my questions was is this a song from the first movie was I haven't seen the, the first one in decades it I was, it's been a while yeah I have not seen it in decades since I was a kid and I always remember liking it as a kid it just wasn't one that I like watched all the time, because I, I kind of was like looking at this one, and I think if I was a kid, I might actually like this one slightly more. Only just because the first one is cute and it's a beautiful movie and it's gorgeous, but I feel like this one's like a little bit more like kid friendly. It has kid like just jo- yeah, it has like jokes in it. The animation's a little bit more active. I I remember liking it, but it's not. It wasn't one that i went back to constantly you know and i, I is dalmatian plantation from the first movie yes they like yeah oh. they sing it's just not like a big song no
0: it's just like we'll get a dalmatian plantation
2: okay okay yeah because no, no. like when they started singing yeah. at the beginning of this i was like i know i've heard this somewhere in my life before <laughs>
1: it was definitely more explicit in this movie uh yeah first i thought they were going in the direction of having this one be kind of a mini musical almost mm-hmm. but i think it was they just that, up with a song yeah that roger that song between roger and anita which i didn't realize this but anita was voiced by jody benson in this one wasn't she
2: yeah she also voiced uh um, because
1: it was like her voice is so familiar and then i realized who it was
2: I actually had to look up one because he's not listed on IMDb, but Dirty Dawson, like the bad guy in the Thunderbolt TV show, that's Jim Cummings. Yeah, he sounds like Pete. Yeah, well, I, I was gonna he sounds like Tigger to me. <laughs> and, but when he laughed, he sounded like Hondo and I was like, it's like Hondo and Tigger. I know that's the yeah. same one. Like it was so similar. But I was surprised that he wasn't listed on the IMDB because I had to go like digging for it. They have um Jeff Bennett. As Jasper and Horace, uh,
0: Kath Source, Sourcey as Perdita. And yeah, we got Jason Alexander as Little Lightning and Barry Boswick as Thunderbolt.
2: Martin Shore is Lars. You're forgetting the, the best Oh my one God, how here. did I
0: forget that? I have that actually in my notes about. <laughs> Can I tell you, just by having one dog, I cannot imagine having one in one Dalmatians. Like, oh I God. haven't watched anything Dalmatian related other than Cruella since getting a dog. And, wow, how much they must have to pay in food alone. Yeah. I have a cat. That's, like, four Dalmatians right there. (laughs) Yeah. Patch gets left in the house when they're moving is so much more, like, believable than Kevin getting left in Home Alone.
1: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: I actually really love, like, the opening because they really do a good job in a very short amount of time to, like, show... Patch's feelings but also why he's kind of like kind of pushed back like there's the one scene where his siblings are all like oh you're the squeaky toy and stuff like that but Patch just spent like the last like two minutes spoiling the entire tv show and I'd be like yeah (laughs) I hate that guy I would have been like oh Patch shut up
1: they were so mean to him in this movie at first though I didn't I was like it kind of bothered me I guess and I could see why like where the crux of this movie from Patch's perspective comes from which is kind of feeling like the, you know, odd one out in this massive, massive group, obviously, and just kind of wondering like, what's my identity? How come people aren't noticing me? Obviously he has all this energy. He has all this like um, you know, things he wants to bring to to the others, to the other puppies. And everyone's just like, nah, there's too much going on. It's just, it's no wonder that some of some of the puppies fall through the cracks. Like, yeah. in the beginning, with them in, all in the house, nowhere to sleep, nowhere. It was ridiculous.
0: Like, you were saying, yeah. Hope, like, this is, like, super relatable for children. Mm-hmm.
1: Like,
2: I mean, I'm the middle of five. It's, it's definitely something, like, that's very relatable. of like, feeling like you're the odd one out. Like, I'm the only one of my siblings that, like, doesn't have a kid. And everyone's like, are you, though? And I'm like, no, I have cats. <laughs> but, like, you do get compared to your siblings, Often, I grew up with one sister, and then when my mom remarried, I gained many more siblings. Uh so, But even when I just had like the one sibling, like you're constantly being compared to your sibling, and your your differences and your similarities do tend to stick out. Oh, oh yeah, Bucky. Th- oh my gosh, Bucky has a rant about this movie.
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> yep. This is a uh, <sighs> this is what I like to call uh the Bucky falling to the dark side movie.
2: I literally have a note in my notebook that says man little lightning should totally be the villain and like 10 minutes later he was just like get out of here thunderbolt and i was
0: like hey look at that (laughs) yeah he's played uh, by
2: jason alexander
1: (laughs) he sideshow bobbed uh thunderbolt basically
0: okay Bucky, you got feelings (laughs) okay
1: i didn't like the villainization of corgis in this one either bucky
0: yeah yeah i was like oh cool when they showed the the tv show of like i'm like little lightning i'm like look bucky you're on the show and then i was like wait why is little lightning when i was like about to tweet about
2: it on the villain (laughs) wikipedia (laughs) Uh, but like can you blame him though like he works really hard in his job he's expected to be the clown and like he's like the second in a really big tv show and then like all the ladies get there and they're like we don't want to talk to you thunderbolt has groupies that's actually one of my funniest. Like that, that made me laugh out loud when the security, like the human security guard, picks up the docs. So <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud at that
0: scene. Yeah, because Thunderbolt has like a public appearance, and Patch mm-hmm. is so excited, you know, to meet his hero. And they're auditioning sidekicks or like it totally felt
1: like the auditions from Sing actually. <gasps> uh, I love that I movie. Was, I was, I have not I was seen vibing, that. I was thinking of that scene where they're all auditioning the entire time. The whole dogs were doing it. And actually, if you'll notice, uh, what's that little guy's name from uh Lady and the Tramp? Is it Jack? The little terrier? yeah, there's a character oh, from yeah, that. he not only was he in the audition, but he later helps during the Twilight Bark too. So there's a little multiverse of madness. Well, like
2: I guess he moved to England. Yeah, I I feel like they reused a lot of the same dogs from the first movie because that is one thing I do remember from the first movie. Yes. They also also reused a lot of people, too.
0: Pretty Mm -hmm. much anyone who wasn't speaking looked exactly like Roger and Anita.
2: Yep. Gotta save budget on that animation.
1: Especially that couple, that married couple who gets um, knocked into the lake literally Mm. looked like roger and anita's children
2: i have to think that the entire budget went to the backgrounds because the background shots are really
1: gorgeous oh my gosh beautiful like with london and you see the the puddles even on the on the street i just loved it like in the neighborhood and stuff it looked beautiful
2: like like i wrote down like this because the original movie had like watercolor backgrounds Mm -hmm. um and like so like while this was digital like I like that they eat in this like direct directed DVD sequel movie didn't have to go this budget. hard. And they did. And it has the spirit and the feeling of the original. Mm-hmm. It like, didn't have just... to go that hard.
0: <laughs> the style is very reminiscent of the OG. And that's something that a lot of these sequels don't try to do, especially one in one Dalmatian has a very like specific feel to it compared mm-hmm. to some other Disney movies.
1: And with the music cues, too, there was familiar music cues from the first one, there was familiar shots and everything. So whereas some of these Disney sequels that we've seen for this podcast, they just kind of feel like their own separate things. They don't even they kind of feel like an afterthought. This one Mm -hmm. didn't necessarily feel like that to me, like it felt like a natural progression from the first one.
2: I, I definitely loved the music of this one too. Yeah. I liked how it had like a mix of that like romantic stuff, but then they would have like the music of the time era. That like this kind of no, nah, I don't. It's not big band. It's not the big band era, but like that kind of um, jazz, like that. Yeah. I love the music, especially
1: for Cruella. Every time, yeah, okay. like, she was on Cruella, screen.
2: What
0: did you all think of Cruella in this movie? I loved her. <laughs>
1: When Corella said that she's an overfinanced heiress, I just lost it.
2: <laughs> she is so delightful because like, I like the idea. Cause like we open when like, she's breaking into a fur shop because she's, she's just like, I <laughs> need my fix. And it's like just her like little like just a mitten. Yeah. And then she like I loved how she tried a different path. And so like it it seems like oh, she meets Lars the painter and he's painting all these spots. So it it almost is a setup of like, oh, is she finding a new path? Um, It feels like she's like trying to go into a different direction of her life and this like new path. And then you just see her just like slowly go down and slide down the slope to the point where she's like, yeah, we're going to paint the canvases with the puppies.
1: (laughs) And it almost feels genuine at first, right? Like that that she's genuinely trying to change her outlook and everything and i love that the only reason she got out is like through probation and jasper and horace are really <laughs> <laughs> upset
2: about it <laughs> like, i actually i actually wrote i so it, lars and yeah. yeah
0: and you know what that's like a that's some commentary right there that disney threw in there that the rich people get off really easily
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i absolutely love like lars and cruella's relationship in the beginning like because they're both kind of these outsiders and they just push each other on but then you just see it like um, the attic is a little bit of a hard word, but uh, like the addiction that she has, like kind of kicking back in and like nothing is ever good enough until she can like get what she actually wants. Which is and murdering puppies. Yeah. and But I, I do like this setup that they kind of do this bait and switch where you actually think that she's going to be trying to rehabilitate. Yeah. And and she just does that, like, slow descent down into just being like, and these are our puppies. And and they almost go all the way there, too, because, like, Lars is just like, oh, inspiration. Cool. And she's like, yes, inspiration. But they're the art.
1: (laughs) They do that bait and switch that you mentioned with Lars, too, because as he's, like, uh, descending into depression and he's not able to satisfy his muse or his artistic... Uh, you know, vision, you kind of think maybe he is going to be corrupted by Corella. Like maybe he will actually murder these puppies and he sticks by his convictions in the end. And I kind of liked that uh, direction with the character. And it also reminded me of Corella's one of her little sidekicks from uh, the live action Corella. What was that guy's name? Jasper? Uh, no, not Jasper and Horace. The one that was oh the fashion guy yes uh they reminded me so much of Lars. it was almost like i feel like the makers of cruella saw this character and that's maybe where they got some of their inspiration from lars from
2: that'd be interesting i just love the shot where he drives thunderbolt to to the alleyway just guy gives thunderbolt a thumbs up and drives off
1: there were so many little moments like that that just uh made me laugh out loud through this film which is a definitely a big highlight because the other ones I mean, sometimes they're, they feel like they drag a little bit. The humor at least makes it feel like you're moving forward in some direction.
2: Why did you guys think of Thunderbolt, by the way? I think Little
0: Lightning was right and had <laughs> never done anything wrong in his entire life. <laughs> no, it was like the, you know, stereotypical, like, big star kind of thing and, you know, egotistical. Mm-hmm. Is this what Bolt was about?
1: I, I've see, never. I seen was thinking about either. that the whole time. I've never seen Bolt. I saw Bolt a long time ago. I I, I don't even know if I saw the whole thing, but it's it reminded of a few me of Disney
0: movies I haven't seen. I
2: think for me, like what I like most about this, and, it, and a lot of it does relate to like Patch and Thunderbolt, is this is not a new story. Yeah. It is a good old fashioned liar reveal. Like it's it's nothing new, and it's no, not ground breaking. Heroes freaking, kind of thing, but the thing is the characters are so charming and lovable like thunderbolt is a bit of a dingus he's a bit of a himbo and he's definitely egotistical but there's something charming about him to where at no point did i ever hate him and like i wanted him to change and so like when he when he does end up changing it is rewarding and i think that just goes to like every single character in this is is so lovable and like dang charming in some way
0: no I yeah and i love the animation patch was so cute and you know when he got happy you just saw his little tail wagging it was nice little details like that like they kept that
2: consistent yeah there was one musical cue that i really liked and it was the first scene early on where they're still in the house and all the puppies are sleeping and they weave in the musical cue of like the puppies like as they're sleeping like blowing into the horn or their tails like hitting the guitar and they but they warped like they, they wrapped that into the musical cue mm-hmm. and i just that's such a nice little detail that they didn't have to do and yeah, they didn't have to movie. go as hard,
0: but they did it's yeah like you can tell the people working on this weren't just like okay we're we're doing this it's a cash grab kind of thing they re- obviously really like the og the original thing and they yeah. wanted to pay homage yeah. to it
1: so does this movie uh relate to the um 101 downmations tv show at all
0: There's actually two TV shows I found out. Oh, okay. When I was um, looking up this on Disney Plus, there was a TV show in the early 2000s. It takes place when they're on the farm. I remember that one from Mm -hmm. when I was a kid.
1: And that's the one I remember. So I was almost wondering if this movie was a backdoor pilot for that or something. But then I realized the timing didn't.
0: Yeah, and the animation was a lot different, too. Yeah. And so were the voices. Okay, 101 Dalmatians the series came out in 1996
1: okay yeah okay
0: be- I was I was like wait I'm young I was young then
2: I was a baby
0: and then there is a other 101 Dalmatian that takes place like a hundred years in the future
2: <laughs> what, so it's all-
0: I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah one second um <laughs> That was the last thing I expected coming out of your mouth. It's called 101 Dalmatian Street. It came out in 2019. It only has one season. It was (laughs) a UK and Ireland project. It's loosely based on the film... Okay, it takes me 60 years after the original. Sorry, are that. they in space?
1: <laughs> That's what I was thinking, like in futuristic cities or something. Uh, I was I so mean, confused.
2: I mean, this is an Air Bud. <laughs> Where Air they Bud go to space. Buds, space.
1: Space um, yeah,
0: so it's centered around the large family of 99 Dalmatian puppies. I don't know how that happened again. Well, I guess they just all bred. Um, all who begin with the letter D, um, the, and their parents. Oh. Their parents. Oh okay. So, th- this parents, Doug and Delilah, were the great great. Oh. oh, no. Deli- Delilah was the great great
2: granddaughter of
0: Pongo and Perdita.
2: Josh Brenner's in it. Oh. Michaela Dietz, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. I like this cast
0: already. Yeah. So, they live <laughs> at 101 Dalmatian Street in Camden Town. Um, They have little to no human supervision. As their owner, Dodie Smith, an eccentric billionaire, left them her house and went to live on an island. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great. She yeah. just left the house to her dogs.
2: <laughs> okay. I mean, you have freaking... Like, the, the leads of this is Amethyst and Niku from Steven Universe and Star Wars Resistance. I'm in. <laughs> so,
0: there is... um Oh, there's a snooty corgi that lives next door. Damn, what's Uh up with these corgis? Okay, but the main antagonist of this is Hunter DeVille. He's the great nephew of Cruella DeVille. He has a lot of
2: schemes to get popular on the internet. And he finds his best
0: bet is taking pictures of cute
2: animals. I like that somebody is named Dimitri 1, 2, and 3. They just gave up. I mean, wow. if you look at this, like, list of D-Names, it's Dylan, Dolly, Doug, Delilah, Dizzy, DeeDee, Dasha, and I'm just like, ah! There's, <laughs> there's a dog named Deja Vu!
0: <laughs> so, apparently, Quilla is actually in this, 60 years later.
1: <laughs> she's she's so- ageless, that's why. She made a deal with the devil, and she's, uh, she's here to stay.
0: Yeah, so, oh, instead of a cigarette holder, she's has a spray which covers up the cracks and wrinkles in her face which reminds me of cassandra from um dr who yes moisturize me (laughs) moisturize me
1: ended up being really sad Uh, yeah yeah
0: i'm 60 years later still wants to you know kill those puppies
1: you gotta admire cruella that she doesn't uh you know she sticks by her convictions
0: she needs to get a hobby She's voiced by Missy from Doctor
2: Who, so
1: good what? call on oh that. Oh my
2: god! No Michelle way! Gomez. Yeah. Michelle Gomez is the voice of Coella.
1: Oh my god! That's
2: so good. Perfect. Good call on that one.
1: Okay, so what is this show called again? A hundred.
0: <laughs> <on> Dalmatian Street.
1: Because <laughs> now I'm curious. Yeah, Matt, write is something to Waffle about this. Yeah, okay, Waffle. Okay, so it's uh, licensed it's, by Disney.
0: Yes, it was made by Disney UK. Ah, okay. In Ireland, so it's I, an I, I, import.
2: I need to go away. I'm going down a Wikipedia rabbit hole over here. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> so, Candace, what w- would you say that you said this was one of the better? uh yes. Straight out of home video sequels that you have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? It kind of reminded me of a little bit is Fox and the Hound 2. No. Uh, <laughs> much, much better. Much better in that. The main characters decide to join, like a well. In that film, it was a circus, and this one, he was trying to it's be like on she... TV. But it had the same kind of static.
2: like,
0: like, wouldn't you showbiz?
1: Yes, and then some attention is on the stars, you know, just like in uh, Fox and the Hound Two, is Reba McIntyre and Patrick Swayze. This one, it's Thunderbolt.
0: <laughs> but at least this one, like, kept focus on like the main character. Yes, like, yes. Like it's called Patch's London Adventure. Adventure.
1: Yes, no, I definitely like it better than uh, Fox and the Hound 2.
0: I did, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying it's like, it's up there with like King of Thieves and obviously Tangled Before Ever After and mm-hmm.
1: a few Lion other King. of the
0: top tier ones. Lion King 2 and Cinderella 3. Yes, <laughs> heck yeah, I hope you're right. Yep, I can't uh, believe Lion you Lion know, King 2 too. is so good. Uh, uh, Cinderella 3 is so good. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Cinderella 3, after Cinderella 2, I was shocked it's a time travel movie mac have wild you
1: seen... no i have okay. not and you know eight... i didn't i didn't see the first cinderella until it was much older actually which oh, okay. is kind of crazy um bell was always my princess oh
0: yeah and enchanted christmas is also good
1: so good
2: cinderella bleepin murders lucifer yeah <laughs> great
1: the cat oh i have yeah. seen that scene sorry i was like wait we're not talking about the devil um, no, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, he goes out the window uh doesn't he or she i, I don't know what lucifer is
2: uh lucifer gets cat. turned into a human and there's an enchanted pumpkin and he's tasked with driving cinderella off a cliff and like she jumps on the horse and goes bad kitty and like watches him fall and oh
1: doesn't try God.
0: to save him like cinderella has like a a kill mo- a kill line
1: you know who a was kind count? of a kill. She count. Has kill
0: count too
2: <laughs>
1: uh nanny almost had a kill count in this one. Oh my
2: god <laughs> they put, when they put her down the well i was like is this like her origin story to becoming like the ring girl
1: oh my god
2: D- i kind of come- felt
1: bad for her but like she at least put up a really good fight in this one i
2: it was very
0: repetitive though in that regard like nanny again you know yeah i kidnapped them again and just like
2: i don't I wasn't, that didn't bother that me didn't because bother I, f- I felt like it was almost like an homage because you could then say that about the Twilight Bark scene, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it felt like those were just like little love letters to the All original. And, and they did to me, like, um, like, she should be the one to go after Horace and Jasper because yeah. they already have that running relationship. But they did change it up by, like, being on the farm. And, like, yeah. so I it didn't bother me as much because it felt, like, more like an homage. And they, they changed it up enough for me.
0: Did y'all know that there was a video game based on this movie made for the I'm, PlayStation? I'm not surprised. It's yeah. Disney. Reviews were mixed, with some considering it too repetitive. <laughs> You play as Patch and you, you know, go around London. You have to hide away from Koala and other people. I think cops, too, which is so weird. You have to hide and beat villain, your enemies and, I don't know, basic
1: stuff.
2: I I did think it was weird that Pongo was the narrator and not Patch. Yeah, Pongo was barely in this.
1: And then they kind of forgot about that setup, almost. Like, yeah, uh, yeah.
2: I, I, I did think that was a strange choice because it should have been like, or, or just like not have a narrator and be like, just opening with patch or whatever. But like, yeah, that, that was the one part of the movie that I thought was strange. Overall, I, I just, I thought it was very likable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Same.
2: had a, had a cute like little post-credit sequence and everything. Oh, yes. Hulk, oh, tell, tell us about, about, about that, that. Because
0: Mac and I did not know about the post-credit se- sequence.
2: It was actually the thing I stumbled upon because, like, the credits were running, and I got up and I came back, and I was like, "Oh, there's more." Um, and <laughs> it's it's I don't know if it's a dream sequence or if it's supposed to be real, but you see the um the the world of the TV show and the bad guys coming out, and Thunderbolt like comes up on the ridge to bark, and then Patch runs up beside him, and they bark together, and then mm-hmm. all the puppies come out of nowhere and chase the bad guy into the horizon. And oh. it's a like black and white graininess Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. It's so, but I, I don't know if it's supposed to be like a dream or if like Patch is now the star of the show. Like that is not clear. But that's it was very cute. Train, but... Um
0: Return of Jafar actually has a post credit scene. So maybe these straight at home video movies were what inspired the MCU. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I hope that maybe Okay, so let's play the Rotten Tomatoes game. What do you think the critic score for this movie is?
2: You know, I, I actually don't think it's that bad. So I'm going to say but they're also critics.
0: Yeah. Um, they're
2: usually like white men <laughs> reviewing this. Yeah, and, and they definitely don't understand the medium of animation. I'm going to give it – I'm torn between 59 and 63. So, somewhere around 59 to 63, Mark.
1: Okay, Matt. Yeah, I'm leaning in the like 62 to 67 range.
0: Okay, actually, it's 67%. So, so close. And yeah, it's like, okay. So, one of the positive reviews says, not as galling as it should be.
1: (laughs) Galling. Yeah, galling,
0: galling. Galling. Interesting um, word. Kevin Carr of 7M Picture says the return of the masked Dalmatian kidnapping is a bit overused after the original and two live action films. Bill Chambers of Film Freak Central says makes the best of artistic limitations. Very much so. But yeah. I think it's fair. Think. Okay, so what do you guys think the audience score is? It has like over 10,000 ratings on it.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Audience
0: score.
1: Audience score is always for me, I, I would say 70 to 75.
2: Uh, yeah, I'd say that, that range, that, that sounds about right. It's actually lower than the critic score. It's 41%. <laughs>
1: Whoa, that's really? it doesn't
0: usually happen. Really? For these kind of things. Okay. Yeah. So Ryan S. says, a harmless sequel with more focus on puppies and an interesting conflict for the protagonist, but ultimately nothing worth watching. Two stars. <laughs>
2: It's worth watching Corella. <laughs> like yeah. she she's two stars by herself. Everything else <laughs> is <not> extra.
1: <laughs> I'm an overfinanced heiress. It's still my favorite line.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at least she at least she knows. <laughs> um, Tintin says, I'm shocked to say I like the second 101 Dalmatian movie quite a lot. Plenty of laughs, likable characters, and a decent climax. I think it's a great time together with families. Three and a half stars.
1: Yeah, I'd lean in that boat. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because I, I was going into it thinking, like, this would be, like, a babysitting movie, but I was, like, mm-hmm. really engaged into it. Yeah. It's, a, it's not a babysitter movie. It's it's a really it's, – it's engaging. I was – again, I was very
0: impressed with the art style mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how much they, like, lent into that because, like, we watched The Fox and the Hound, and I felt like that was not anywhere close to what – the original was like
1: absolutely not even bells enchanted christmas as much as i love it it's uh nothing the pale, like the original yeah. you know the art is just totally different and you okay. can't have to but anyway
0: oh. Oh, i have a half star half star <laughs> at a five review from underrated movie some of the stuff is all caps so if i'm shouting that's why this is an episode of chip and dale rescue Rangers. no really it is there was an episode with the exact same plot and story, only was somehow better. Probably because it was shorter and saved us from a bigger cliche that this movie has to offer. So, like Hope said, it's like it's not an
2: original story, but like
1: <laughs> What is first,
2: Okay. First of all. Stories can be done in different, like, stories. (laughs) Like, like it's there's no such thing as original story. And and you know what? I'm getting actually real tired of people just being like, oh, a guy lives on the street, therefore it's all Aladdin ripoff. No! (laughs) That's not how stories work, you danguses. Like, you can take a story and make it your own. Uh, And if that's the case, then nothing is original. Who cares if it's an episode of Chip and... Uh, chip and Doe Rescue Rangers because they're both doing their own thing. It's all fruit. One's a banana. One's an apple.
0: Oh no, it's fruit. Hope has a lot of feelings about this.
2: You know, but that's like a valid. Like every time, like so, like you know, that's a that's a very like big thing about Star Wars Rebels, where they're like, oh, Ezra's Aladdin. I'm like, I'm sorry that it's a similar story. So is like different things about kids leave. Like, is are you going to compare him to the art for Dodger then? Because he's essentially. Uh, uh, the artful Dodger too, bah. Uh, I like that he's like Aladdin. I know, but and there's I, nothing wrong with that. It's just there's not the not, But people use that like as a criticism. I'm like, so sto- two stories are have similar beats. So, one's in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, I one's don't remember.
0: Like- I don't remember Aladdin like getting a lightsaber and becoming a Jedi.
1: <laughs> right, right. That'd be Aladdin cool, but thing. no
2: like one one's an apple one's a banana but they're both fruit and that's okay let them be fruit right. it's not a criticism that they're fruit
0: <laughs> on that note would you suggest uh. this to fans of the original one 101 dalmatians
1: yes i would it's a wholesome you know what is it an hour and like 18 an minutes yeah, yeah. Hours it's not even bad
2: it's not even that yeah. because the movie so. ended at like the 101 mark, and the rest is <laughs> yeah, that's true. did they do that on purpose? <laughs> oh, I actually don't know. I, I just threw out a number, but I, I looked at it and it ended right about an hour. I kind of want to see now.
1: <laughs> now um, I hope, I'm gonna look up the post-credit scene after this. Actually, it's actually very it's, it's I a very really cool enjoyed movie. it
0: except the corgi um smear campaign they have going on, <laughs> which apparently continues. In their 2019 show that the corgi is snooty as a chorgie a corgi chihuahua owner or human i should say not all corgis
1: (laughs) well someone was wronged by a corgi at disney so that's what we get to
2: deal with (laughs) somebody was hurt by a corgi Unless you don't count like the mid-credit pictures, the movie is as is, is an hour and seven minutes. Okay. So and then the rest is credits. Yeah. So yeah, I'd work. Awesome it. if they did it on one one
0: Yeah, I was like, wow, that's dedication. <laughs> that's like big brain. It's, <laughs> like only only the cool kids now. But what do you think, Mac? Would you suggest this?
1: Uh yes. Absolutely. Uh if you just want something on that's wholesome and kind of fun, and one that you don't have to completely tap out of while your kids are watching. Uh, I think this is a good one for you.
0: Also, something that's not going to like grate your nerves because some of these, oh, yeah, I wouldn't even want them on if I was like watching a kid because I'd be like, oh, I don't even want to hear that. But this one's solid, oh. yeah. But the one in one Dalmatian has like a It's a franchise, multiple movies, live action, three live action movies now with the Kuella movie, two TV series, like video games.
1: Did I hear the rumor correctly that the next like Kuella movie would have both Glenn Close and Emma Stone in it? Or is that (laughs) just the unfounded rumor?
0: Spider-Man Far From... No, No Way Home. Watch out. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay.
1: Now everything's going note. in that direction, huh?
0: Oh my god! Okay, and my mind is blown by just the thought of
1: that. Did you not hear that?
2: No. <gasps> oh, have you heard that? No, but I also never saw Cruella, so like all that's like off my radar. Oh. Yeah, Cruella
0: pleasantly surprised. So if you need more Cruella, fix, yeah, we got our girl Cruella, even in a series that takes place 60 years after the original. She's there, one of the better Disney villains.
1: There is no 101 with without Cruella in my opinion comes hand in hand. Mm
0: -hmm. We need that puppy murderer and this stuff or
1: please
0: hope.
2: Where can people find you online? Uh, You can find me. Hey, the geeky waffle. Uh, I am uh, one of the writers for the geeky waffle. Um, You can also find me at hope. Well, on Twitter and at my star Wars podcast at J guys and Jedi. Um...
1: So you can find me on killer waffles. Uh, You can also find me doing horror stuff for the geeky waffle. So check that out
2: yeah hey, hey candace yeah where can people
0: find you <gasps> the geeky <GeekyWaffle.com. laughs> <laughs> so, so. <laughs> sorry. the waffles can be found at the geeky geeky underscore waffle on twitter the geeky waffle everywhere else including youtube which has an awesome interview with hope and the creator of amphibia who uh,
1: oh literally
2: requested to be interviewed by hope
1: Ugh. what that's amazing hope
2: it's still kind of like surreal and he follows me on twitter and likes stuff and i'm like i can't i can't bleep posts as much as i used to
0: <laughs> he retweets everything like all the reviews hope he like literally reads like because he'll like cite something wow, that she wrote that's
1: amazing like, it's, really,
2: it's kind of intimidating
1: <laughs> it's so it's amazing helpful and nice as like because i a writer and i I hate saying this because I'm not looking necessarily for validation, but like when people don't comment on your stuff and don't like share your stuff after a while, it just kind of, it's like, I'm doing this because I like it, but like, I also want like part of it is connecting with other people. Right. And yeah, you know, that's and how so I, know when I
2: write fan fiction when I'm like, I worked really hard on this chapter and nobody mm-hmm. cared. Mac um,
0: somebody commented on your horror um, review from that came out last night.
1: Oh, that's dope.
0: I'll yeah, so check, check the comment out. on the website. So, yeah, people are interacting. We don't get that many comments on our website. So, yeah, if you guys want to go comment on that, go for it. So, yeah. Thank you, Hope and Mac, for, you know, going on this London
2: adventure with me and Patch. It was delightful.
1: I absolutely. mean, absolutely.
2: in big li- uh, words, I wrote wizard because they were like, that's wizard Patch. And I was like, oh, shout out to my boy, Ram Jammeran. You're just like, oh, British puppies. <laughs> yeah, and it reminded me of Ram Jamran from the High Republic because he created mm. the word wizard in Star Wars. Mm. So I had to do a shout out, a wizard shout out.
0: Yes. So we hope you all have a happily ever after until Koala has her craving again for puppy fur. <laughs> I don't know. Hide your dogs.
1: Hide <laughs> your <laughs> dogs. Hide your...
0: <laughs> Hashtag not all corgis.
2: But just one mitten. <laughs>